stuff is so much of the stuff is outsourced to Korea and and what's interesting I actually did a TED talk about it years ago you know they were doing it and screwing over the unions and stuff yeah. that's why you outsource is to fuck the unions <laughs> and you know you can believe this um, so what had happened was everybody's complaining about the layoffs and da 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 da, da or, or just getting pay cuts you know they were paying half as much for storyboards per week as they used to and stuff and I said well yeah but you know when you think of it uh, the big picture they've driven down costs so much that instead of complaining I could actually afford to shoot a movie myself <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I mean, it's just it, you know like I th- again when I think about animation I just think about the incredible amount of manpower that goes into making something animated again though uh, I, I do 3D yeah and so um, there's no longer what I used to deal with uh, what they call in betweening you know what in between yeah, 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 is yeah yeah so you would That's draw the, the extremes. Animating. You would draw yeah. the extreme poses, yeah. and then you would have to draw the in-between poses okay. to make it move. So now in the computer, you put in one pose, and you put in the other yeah. pose, and the computer figures out the in-between. And the other thing is, no longer you have to paint this stuff. You used to have to sit there and paint yeah. every drawing, but now, once you color the model in, it's colored. You set up the lights or whatever. You shoot it more like a movie. Yeah. You know? And you can use motion capture. Uh, I have some motion capture stuff, and I got all kinds of... It, it's Equipment. interesting because I know that you do this with your comics too, and and I mean, are you, in a sense, you're a tech person, but are you a tech person just because you need to figure all this stuff out in order to make art? I'm a tech person because of, um, at the end of the day, I like the control. In any business, wh- yeah. whatever it is, the people who control the means of production, yeah, uh, control. Everything, you know, and um, traditionally in any business, the reason the workers get screwed is uh, they can't get into the business by yeah. themselves. You know, yeah. uh, you cannot buy your own coal mine. Yeah. I mean, you could, but it's going to cost you a lot sure. of money to set up your own coal yeah. mine or your own airport or whatever. And uh, if you can afford that, you know, good for you. And so uh, one thing I always liked about being an independent artist was I and it's gotten more so. Sure. In the, when I started, in, I started at Warner Brothers uh, in comics, and then moved into Warner Brothers Television. In Warner Brothers, when I was at Warner Brothers, there were three TV networks: ABC, NBC, yep. CBS. So if you wanted to get on TV, you had to play their game. It was a monopoly. You could not just make your own TV. If you wanted to get in the movie theater, there was no way to get distribution, and there was no way to get the hundred million dollars you needed to make the movie. And so now you're seeing, for example, the big bit video games that are happening now. Yeah are very often hits coming out of people's garages. Sure. You know, these Angry sure. Birds or Flappy Birds or, yeah. or things like that. Some guy just makes his own game, yeah. puts it out on, on you know, the Google Play. I've made a game, and it's not a great game, but I'm getting better <laughs> at it. No, I'm learning. you got to yeah, start yeah. somewhere. Yeah. But you can make these games, just put them on the Google Play Store. You can make a movie, put it on YouTube. I actually did end up, uh, I used to do a, a series called The Bakers. Yeah, yeah. And I did a bunch of animated films on YouTube and stuff. And eventually it got picked up by Fox, and they paid you know, me to make a real nice version yeah. of it. But because of my experience, I said, well, I want to shoot it in my studio. They didn't know my studio was one room. Yeah. And once you get the money for a budget, then you can hire some sure. people to help you out. So once I had money, I hired some actors and yeah. you know, wasn't doing all the voices myself. And Did you, you know, I mean, I assume at some point you tried to play the game for a while. You were working with the studios and just realized You have it. to. Yeah. If, I, that's what I'm saying. Is it, 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 In the old days, it was a monopoly. Yeah. 
back when we were distributing comics on the newsstand, again, it was really hard to get newsstand distribution. You can do it, but it's very difficult. There's just a finite number of spaces. If you know, you go to Rite Aid or 7-Eleven or someplace sure. that still carries magazines. Sure. Since physical the physical gone, rack space some, is limited. Yeah, there's yeah. physical rack space. There yeah. are 12 available spaces in 7-Eleven. And so whoever pays the most yeah. bribery is going to get those spaces. The reason they used to sell Archie comics near the cash register in the supermarket, well, and I, I asked Paul Levitz at, at BC Comics, I said, well, how come we can't get that spot? That's such yeah. a great spot. Reader's Digest is up there, and you know, they're like, oh, we don't, we don't pay that much. We don't want to pay for that space, but you have to rent that space. It seems though, it seems though that you, you came around at a good time from the standpoint that at least some of the bigger publishers were we're trying other things that you were able to, you know, why hate Saturn, yeah, you were able to do that what, through. Yeah, what what has happened though, but what what the issue for me had always been, yeah. and I got inspired by Eddie Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, they would take, they have all the control. They'd give you some money up sure. front, have all the creative control, you have to do whatever they want. They control the distribution, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I couldn't go over their heads. Like I'd say, gee, I wish we were selling my books in Borders Books. I'd yeah. call up the guy at Borders Books, and they were like, well, if DC doesn't sure. want to sell their books to us, yeah. we can't go over their heads. Yeah. And I would go to DC, and i go, well, why aren't you selling more books? What do you? And uh, I remember Karen Berger saying, well, I got you, we got you on Amazon. And I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I can get myself on Amazon. Sure. <laughs> you know, my mother can get on Amazon. Like, I, I could put them in the, in the trunk of my car and sell them that way also. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> and I'm finding. And that's what I was saying. Yeah. If, if, if the only guy out there selling these books, yeah. I'm here at this convention right now. Yeah. There is a 100% connect connection between anything, between sure. marketing and sales. Yeah. The more you hustle to get people to listen to this show, what is it, a radio show, a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now you're going to get on web and, and hype it up somewhere. You're going to get on your Twitter sure, or your... Sure. Right. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you are you know have a corporate sponsor or something. They might be helping you, but yeah, okay, then you're out there doing it yourself. Yeah. So that's the thing. I don't mind going out to New York Comic Con yeah. or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But if I'm the only person advertising sure. this book and I did all the drawing and I did all the writing... What did you bring to the party? Uh, there, there is for some, your eighty percent of the money. You know, maybe, maybe, but maybe there's something to be. I mean, obviously, there's something to be said for, for you know, like being at like a dark horse or a deep, like being at that booth versus like if you go to, I mean, Artist Alley can be kind of a depressing place, right? When you see all those people who have spent so much time working on these things, and it's so easy to get lost in the shuffle. I mean, there is there's something to be said for like at least like having this kind of presence at a show like this, working for a bigger publisher. Well, again, a, 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 a lot of it is thinking. Yeah. I, I, I read a lot of business, but I know a lot about business and marketing. Yeah. You, you have to. You should. Yeah. And doing doing what you do and being an independent okay. artist, you I'll have to. I'll give an to. example. The yeah. reason I did the Nat Turner book. Yeah. I don't know if you... Yeah, yeah of course. Okay. Yeah. So I did a book about the Turner Rebellion, yeah. for people who don't know. Uh, hey, hey, hey. About the Nat Turner Rebellion. Yeah. And... The reason I did it was, I talked to my sister, she was a librarian, and she said, oh, she was uh, promoting a lot of comic books in her library, yeah. kids, it helps kids read, blah, blah, I said, do you have any educational books? She said, there's not many, I'm yeah. just carrying Archie books and stuff like that. And I said, well, if you had an educational book, would you buy it? She said, oh, I would totally, if you had a history book or a math book or something, I would totally buy it, Yeah. you know, for the kids. And so I picked something that had potential and no competition. 
You pick something that's not in the history books, too, you know? Something, exactly. Yeah. People say, well, why didn't you do Martin Luther King? I said, there's like 500 books yeah. about Martin Luther King. Sure. I'm not knocking it. Or yeah. when I did King David, people said, why didn't you do Jesus? I was yeah. like, you know how many Jesus books there are? <laughs> it's a few. You know, yeah. uh, there's too much competition. Yeah. But if you're the, if you corner the market. Yeah. And so what I do is what is very specific. And by the same token, what I find is I, is I sell it in a different way. Yeah. Right? Uh, Nat Turner, its real market is in the libraries and bookstores, uh, libraries and uh, schools. <laughs> we don't move a lot in the comic book stores. The people who go to a comic book store tend to want science sure. fiction or something. And, and I used to say that comic book stores are like the only place you can't sell SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah. If you go into a comic store and go, you got any Harry yeah. Potter merchandise? Yeah. Why would we have any <laughs> Harry Potter merchandise? You're like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. You go to in the Kmart, you go into any other place in the world. You go yeah. to Sears and you go, do you have any Harry Potter? You go to you know, yeah. 7-Eleven. You have any Harry Potter shit? Of course we have Harry Potter shit. What's interesting hearing you talk about Nat Turner, though, is, you know, I, I would, th you know, I, I would think from, because you're, th obviously, it, it, to a certain extent, you're thinking about it from a commercial standpoint. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about a guy doing a Nat Turner book, and I'm thinking, well, he clearly is okay if this is not commercial, you know? Like, it's not something, on the face of it, it's something that you wouldn't assume would sell a ton of copies. Again, it, it, you do the math. Yeah. But it's like it's niche and it's finding it's finding uh, something a, a, a market that isn't being serviced. Here's the way I think about it, and yeah. I'm about to do a, a, my own podcast about it. Sure, I find it interesting. Sure, um, I'll, just, I'll turn off my mic and walk away. No, no, no. I'm saying, you know, yeah. it's an idea. I yeah, want yeah. to popularize yeah. the idea, but I, I want to go into it in depth on my thing. Sure, but you know, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. skim it. This here. will be a teaser, right? I'm looking for other. I'm looking for ways to make money. I got four kids, right? Yeah. So it has occurred to me, like, I might want to get into, like, buying a laundromat, for example, or a uh, grocery store, yeah. or a 7-Eleven, or a, that's why I keep saying 7 I've done research, or McDonald's or something like yeah. that. Yeah, franchising. Right. And I, I teach school right now. Now, the fact is, if I had any other business that was not media-related, if I was... Um, had a, a, a supermarket or grocery store or something. Your, my take-home pay would be thirty thousand dollars, yeah. probably twenty, thirty thousand okay. dollars, depending on the location. Yeah. Honestly. Okay. Once you. I'm taking your word for it. No, I know nothing of this once world. Once you deduct yes. the expenses involved in a grocery store, you got to buy the groceries. You got to pay the rent sure. for the store. You got to have five, ten employees. You got to. So you're, you're saying the owner of a grocery store is pulling in thirty thousand dollars a year? Uh, yeah. I mean, wow. in, in a basic location, yeah. in a okay. regular town, not in New York. New York's okay. got a great location. If you set sure. up on Park Avenue or Broadway, yeah, you're going to rake it in. But your rent is also going to be $100,000 yeah. a year yeah, yeah, yeah. because of the prime retail sure. space. But the average guy, I'm saying the average guy who owns a gas station, yeah. his take-home pay is probably 20, 30, 40 years. You know, whatever. And again, if it's on the freeway, yeah. whatever, but you pay sure. more for it. Okay, sure. but my point is, if I said, yeah, I got a, uh, I got a, I got a uh, laundromat, I take home $40,000 a year, you'd go, well, that's good for you. That's, that sounds good. That sounds great. Okay. Right? Just because I say I'm an artist, well, are you famous? Well, why do I have to be famous? I only have to feed my kids. Yeah. All right? It cost me X amount of dollars to print Nat Turner. Hmm. I deliberately made a black and white book yeah. that I could afford to print. Yeah. I chose the paper. You can choose glossy paper, crappy paper. You can choose if it's a hardcover or whatever. You know, so I can put out you know, a full-color hardcover. That's going to cost me you know, a couple of dollars yeah. to print, and I'm going to have to jack up the price and sell it for you know, 20 bucks a piece. Or I can print a black and white book for fifty cents each, and then sell them for five dollars each. I'm coming out ahead. I, I think. I think the issue is that you know, obviously, a not every artist is nearly as savvy as you are right. about that. And, and I don't. I don't think everyone 
you, you definitely seem wired this way. Not everybody is. Uh, not everybody wants to be hustling all the time, right? For a lot of people, um, the ideal is to just kind of find a, a, a comfortable job or obviously like have your, be able to put your stamp on it, but have something where you don't have to constantly be thinking about, you know, 10 other jobs at the same time. Well, I, I'll give you an example. I, I, I hate to pick on people, but people were talking about it recently. Sure. Uh, two friends of mine, Dennis Cowan and uh, David Walker, just did a book with Bill Sienkiewicz okay. called Night Something, Night Stalking, something Night Shadow sure. or something. Sure. Sure. Anyway, yeah. from what I heard, it had good reviews. The talent, great talented people. If you know Dennis Cowan and Bill Sienkiewicz yeah. is working with, yeah, of course. super talented, great artists. They've done Batman and yeah. everything. And people were saying, oh, what a great book. And the book didn't uh, catch on. It didn't have a big name like Spider-Man or something. Yeah. But everybody's saying, that's a pretty good book, but it got canceled because Marvel loses patience and they need uh, they need to sell a lot. Like when I work on a Warner Brothers movie, Warner Brothers has to sell 100 million tickets. They are not going to be happy with a movie. Like the reason this Nat Turner yeah. movie just came out yeah. is because the guy only spent yeah. sure. $7 sure. million dollars on it. Yeah. He sold it for $12 million. Everybody's happy. Yeah. All you gotta, if you're making a movie for 12 million, you only have to sell 12 million yeah. tickets. Yeah. You know, Suicide Squad has to sell half a billion tickets. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean has to literally sell a billion, it has to make a billion dollars to be worth it. But I, I guess I guess what I was getting at is, is you know, um, obviously. So, the, so wait, I yeah. get where I'm going sure. with it is, so if Bill Sienkiewicz and Dennis Cowan were not yeah. happy with this book and they loved the book, they were like, oh, yeah. we wish. Again, they're going to have to get out there and, and sell the book, yeah. but their hands are tied. It's not their book. Yeah. So they can't fill up their trunk, card yeah, trunk yeah, yeah. with yeah. 100 yeah. copies. I mean, they could if they can get their hands on 100 copies, but they're going to have to buy it from D.C. and pay half price or full price sure. or whatever the hell they pay. And then they're going to schlep around. Why would you do that for somebody else? But but by, but by but by the nature of, of what you do and the way you do it and the fact that so many of these things that you've released have been through your own company um you know you do you do you you always have to somewhere in your head be factoring in whether or not this thing is going to sell right i mean will you would you ever do a project just because it was purely a labor of love well that turner was purely a labor okay. of love but 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 it, but you were also sort of gauging the fact that like there was a space for this that this was potentially something that people would want in a classroom well i budgeted according to what i yeah sold i mean uh, the first place i sold it was through diamond Diamond, you get the orders yeah. on a non-returnable basis. Once you get the orders, it's sold. All right. So, if I had not gotten a good number of orders, not enough to cover my printing costs, yeah. I wouldn't have printed it. I would have just said, "Forget it." So they said, "We're going to order." I can't remember what it was. Maybe it's probably like seven thousand books, if I remember correctly. Yeah. You know. So I did the math, and I said, "Well, okay." You know, the cover price was whatever the hell it was. They get it for half price, so yeah. seven times five. Uh, you know, and you do the math, and you say, okay, I'm going to be able to make money on this if I pay, if I don't pay more than a dollar per book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I do things. If I am expecting, and, and again, sometimes I, I, I'm thinking long term. The Bakers, I eventually sold. It was a story about my family. It was yeah. an animated cartoon. Yeah. It was like a family thing. Yeah. And it was humor. I had done work for Fox. And I knew that Fox was always looking for new family shows. Yeah. Family Guy. Sure. Every show is about a family. They're always it's looking for new family. Yeah. They yeah. love families. American Dad or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, I know and I have a connection that this is what they want. 
And again, if you, I've done stuff for DC Comics or Marvel. Yeah, you lose control. Yeah. Okay, so if I have a friend at Fox call me up and say, I love your work on Deadpool, like, I, I, what am I going to do? I, I'm sorry, it's it's out of my hands. Sure. You know, and by the same token, if Disney says, well, we want to yeah. make Deadpool and we don't want to pay you, I go, well, I, there's nothing I can do about it. Are you still are you still interested? I mean, obviously, Plastic so Man again, was big So, again, my point is yeah. I put a lot of money into the Bakers. Yeah. With the, so I didn't break, I broke even on the books. I yeah. might have lost a little money on the books because I wanted the books to be so impressive that they caught the eye of a network executive, which they did. Yeah. And so I got the money back. But again, I know the business. But that was that was the impetus from the beginning that maybe at some point the network. I had designed it in such a way that I know how these guys buy stuff. I know what they're interested in. I know what they're looking for. Same thing with Nat Turner. I my sister was a librarian, and it was her that put the idea in my head to, you know, that there was a market for educational stuff. And I and that's why, for example, the movie I hear I haven't seen the movie. I hear it's not historically accurate. They wanted to make it more commercial sure. or whatever, or sure. you know, whatever. I don't shock. know. What this is not surprising to me at all. But yeah, what, they yeah. do it with everything. Yeah. You know, even when they made a, mo- a movie about uh, Noah's Ark and they added freaking space monsters to the last one. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think Noah's Ark was all that historically accurate to begin with. But maybe just, my just, point is, they, yeah. they're like, oh, let's they Hollywood it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aladdin's lamp is not true to the source material. Sure. You know, if they do Romeo and Juliet, they rewrite the ending or something. You know, that's how they do it. But sell it to the school market, sure. I said, I can't change a thing. Yeah. It has to be 100% accurate so I can sell it to a school. But th- but part of the issue with doing something like Matt, Nat Turner, especially in a graphic novel or a comic, is that it's going to be incredibly graphic, right? I mean, that they're going to, that no. there's got to be some violence no, in it. No, it's, it's all implied and yeah. it's black and white. So okay. the gore is black and yeah. white. I mean, it's, it's not and that makes And that makes a big difference? But very often, I mean, I'm a... I'm a a good director. Uh, it's most of the violence is implied. Yeah, you'll right. see the shadow of a guy raising his axe. Yeah, or the shadow of a person. You know, yeah. or you'll just see a blood splattering on the wall without their head rolling across the floor or what have you. Yeah, uh, it's just you know, just like Jaws. There's no shark in Jaws. Sure. Yeah, but if you know what you're doing. You can you can make a very convincing story. Hitchcock, same thing. Psycho, yeah. one of my favorite movies. Yeah, there, you, there is no naked girl in the shower. Sure. She's not naked. Yeah, yeah. You don't see her body. You, just you might see like a off. belly button or something you at some point. think she's naked. She's wearing... <laughs> yeah, 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 It's the censorship. It's, it's yeah. the 50s. They yeah. had... She's wearing a bikini or something, yeah. but they shoot it in such a way yeah. that you believe there's a naked girl in the show. You believe... That wasn't even blood. Yeah. It was chocolate syrup. And or, the, or the knife you, never yeah. goes into the body. You see a close-up of the knife. You see sure. a close-up of her body and her screaming face or a shower head or something with the sound effects, yeah. you know, and you just feel like... There's more going or on. Or when the movies end, when the movie ends, and your brain yeah. starts to sort of fill in all the gaps and everything. Yeah, and you I remember. showed a baby getting eaten by a shark before the baby actually <laughs> gets eaten. Yeah, I show them. Yeah, and going into the open mouth. Yeah, falling off of the slave ship and going into the shark's open mouth. Based on true story. Yeah. Uh, you, I, I found out that that's why sharks follow boats was because of the slave trade. They they evolved after they like, learned that yes, really? they learned that there were free meals coming off of boats. Wow. Huh. You know, if there's free food, yeah, you know, the same yeah. thing when you go to the park, the ducks follow you around. Yeah. Because they know, oh, people sometimes give us food when yeah. we come to So they said, Hey, every time we see a boat That's an interesting element of it too, or this are, free are these, food is coming off. Yeah. But but these these other these other sort of like larger implications that people don't necessarily connect to something like that, like a a, a historical story like that. 
you know, that the, 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 the ramifications that we're still, like, kind of dealing with at this point. I, and again, at this point in yeah. my career, I pretty much know that I know what I'm doing. That's another thing. It's not as risky for me. I the, My thinking was, because I've been doing this for 30 years, yeah. after about 10 or 20 years in, I realized, well, if, if I'm good enough that Disney thinks it's worth risking money on me, I mean, yeah. they're paying me to write these TV shows. They're yeah. taking some kind of risk, and they think that I've got something that people want. So when DC Comics says, well, we think Kyle Baker's worth $20,000 yeah. or $50,000, whatever the hell they pay for a comic book, I should have at least that much faith in myself. I should think I know as much about comics as DC Comics or Disney at this point. Are, are, are you are you, are you you at a point in, in your so career? So the guy who wrote Phineas and Ferb, that was me. Yeah. You know? Obviously, I know something about comedy. Yeah. I should be able to write a show about a family. But, but are, are, are you at a point in your career where you're able to just, just like mostly or all the time take jobs that you're interested in? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, again, you have to take risks. Sure, I'm not, I'm not risk averse. Yeah, and I've gotten into trouble Obviously. for it. I mean, yeah, you know, it causes tension in my. Yeah, you know, my my wife got mad. You know, when things, you know, you have your ups and downs. She got mad at me during one of the downs. You know, and sometimes you make choices. In that my that you weren't being commercial enough. That you weren't doing enough to make money on your what art. What happened was I, I walked away from a sure thing. You know, to start my own business. Yes. Like in yeah. 2005, I decided I want to start my own publishing company. And I was drawing Plastic Man and yeah. Captain America and yeah. stuff. And so she said, well, why well, you know, Why are you taking our money and, and investing sure. in it? Why aren't you drawing Captain America? I said, because I met the guy who used to draw Captain America. He's not doing so good. Yeah. You know, yeah. I met the guy who invented Captain America. He's not doing sure. so good. Sure. <laughs> He's it's suing fair. them right now. Yeah. You know, he yeah. passed away, yeah, Joe yeah. Simon. Yeah, but I was like, do you really? And I said, I'm looking, I'm thinking about you guys. And trust me, you want to be Charles yeah. Schultz's widow. You do not want to be Jack Kirby's widow. Yeah, it is It is interesting, too. I mean, I was having a conversation with a friend about this, this recently. And, and in a sense, you also have to kind of take your own happiness into account because, like, you don't want a, a parent or family member who's in a shitty mood all the time, you know? Like... Again, what makes me happy is uh, feeding my kids. Sure. But I'm looking in the long term. Yeah. You know, uh, I could get, I'll give you a good example. I could get immediate cash working in a coal mine, but I would not live long enough to see my grandchildren. So what, what right right now, what are, I mean, obviously the Bakers was, is a good example of something yeah. that was kind of a long term bet that you were making so my new stuff yeah i'm doing a series called benevolence which is a science fiction i realized i had never done my own original science fiction franchise but again i know i know how to do it because i've done yeah. marvel comics for so yeah. long yeah. so i said well why don't i invent my own science fiction team it, it, you know it's very much yeah. like the x-men or something a bunch of men and women who battle alien monsters and you know are you able to build up that interest and in that following doing something independently like that um I'm able to stick with it, and yeah. yeah, I mean everything builds gradually. Yeah, you know, and and uh, I respond. I, for one thing, I stick with things longer than DC Comics. Like DC Comics, sure. they are gonna if something does not take off right away. Yeah, and if the sales drop below, I don't know what it is now, fifteen thousand copies or something. They'll say, "Oh, this isn't worth it. Let's try a new Batman book mm -hmm. or something like that." Yeah, you, you know what reboot. I mean. Let's reboot everything. Yeah, let's yeah. try something new. Yeah, and make some money. Same thing with you know, if you're working on a TV show. Yeah, you know, very rare. Now it's changed because the business is so competitive and weird now. But it used to be that you know they would cancel the show in a week, and and something like Jerry Seinfeld took a long time to catch on. Yeah, you know, I'm currently watching The Odd Couple with Matthew Perry. Oh yeah, and I think it's funny, but it take it took a while for people to sure for yeah. it to catch on. Yeah, you know, 
but they uh, fortunately had enough faith in the guy from Friends. They're like, well, we know his audience is yeah. out there. Let's stick with it. And I'm sure they had put up enough m upfront money that they're like, we've already sunk millions of dollars into Matthew it's Perry. Let's though, keep this thing going and hope the audience picks it up. But, and it's interesting that you bring up Seinfeld because I, I, I remember reading a quote uh, from you somewhere where you were talking about pitching stuff to studios. Yeah. And they Why were like, Saturn. let's make it more like Seinfeld. Well, no, no, there was no. Uh, what happened was Why Hate Saturn was ahead of its time. Yeah. It was about young, and they turned it down because it was about young people in New York, and they said it appealed to new, narrower demographic. They were like, nobody wants to watch a show about a whole <laughs> bunch of 20-somethings. They're all the sure. same. Back then, the popular, because there were three channels, yeah. you had to have uh, appeal to a broad audience. So you always tried to have, like, a grandpa character and a yeah, young yeah. kid. You want a young kid, yeah, like, yeah. you know, say, happy days. You yeah. got the, ch you know, the Chachi and Joni for the sure. kids. You got Fonzie for the teenager, yeah. and then you got the old Marion Ross and yes. the other guy that the, the parents are looking yeah. at, or the uh, dude from... Uh, uh, Tom uh, Bosley. Yeah, yeah, and that was the, the yeah. popular thinking was, you can't have a show about 20-year-olds. Sure. And there was also a thing they kept saying, it was too New York. Yeah. They're, oh, it doesn't play in the Midwest, you know, people don't <laughs> that understand. Is, that a sitcom in New York about 20-somethings right. could never right. possibly be popular. Right. And then years yeah. later, uh, not that long later, yeah. but Friends and yeah, Seinfeld came on. And they called me back, and yeah. that's when they said, "Well, can but, you come up with something?" But that's more? what I'm saying. I mean, and that is that's that's the way the studios operate. Is we have this one thing that's doing well. Let's do what we can to make everything else look like that thing. Right. Let's filter it through that sensibility. Well, again, they they're 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 aiming for much bigger yeah. fish than I am. I'm willing to. Yeah. You know, and again, I, I, I give another example. Prince, um, when he quit his Warner Brothers deal. Yeah. Remember that whole he wrote "Slave" on his face yeah, and yeah. He quit Warner Brothers. He started his own independent streaming net, you know, internet thing. Yeah. And his record sales went down. Yep. And he was saying, "Yeah, but you don't understand. When I work at Warner Brothers, I yeah. only I don't get. I own whole, it now. I don't. Well, I don't yeah. get the whole fifteen dollars. Yeah. I'm only getting a dollar sure. fifty cents off of each yeah. record. So now, even though I'm only selling, you know, a yeah. tenth as much, I'm getting ten times as much. I'm making the same. Yeah. So it's the same thing. I only have to to make the same amount of money on this yeah. book." that I would make on an issue of Deadpool, I only have to sell 10,000 yeah. books. And you get to control every aspect of the process. And I get to keep it. I mean, yeah. that's another thing is uh, a couple of months ago, that's how I actually ended up relaunching. It was, a, it was an accident, because I've done other, I was moving into animation and stuff, and games, and teaching. But I needed some quick cash, and I said, well, I'm gonna, I got these books lying around that I own. My first couple of books, like Cowboy Wally and Y.H.A. Yeah. I said, they're, not, they're just sitting here not doing anything for me. I tried to, uh, sell them the image and stuff. There just didn't seem to be any interest. So they were just sitting around, and I said, well, why don't I just slap a new cover on it and put it out on Amazon? And the things, yeah. again, they, they, they're not, you know, I'm not making a fortune, but uh, I'm not losing anything sure. because it's old books, you know? So I, I, was, I had enough confidence once I saw that yeah. those old books, that there was an interest and an audience for the old books, and that there was now a way to sell them. And what I liked about Amazon was they do the printing and the shipping, which are the two things I hate doing. Yeah. I hate spending all my time at the post office and stuff. You know, and again, once you, when you deal with a, a diamond or something like that, once you deduct the cost of your printing and your shipping and your warehousing, you're only taking home a dollar or two sure. per book anyway. You're not making yeah. the whole $15. Are, are you are you happy, though? In, I mean, are you the kind of person who needs to be doing a lot of projects all at once? You know, you're, you're doing this work with Vivek on the, the Fifth Beetle book. Um, you're, you're doing animation, well, you're teaching. Is, I like the Beatles and stuff. Yeah. The difference between that is, that's Vivek's thing. Yeah. I have no control. So if I have a great idea, yeah. like, hey, I think we should sell these at Disney World, it's not up to me. 
I just suggested to him, hey, sure. why, don't you think, why don't we sell them at Disney yeah. World? But if he says, no, I can't go over to Disney World, you know. Yeah. So something like Nat Turner or, or these books, it's it's my it's under my control. So And I've done this so long. Like I say, uh, the science fiction story, obviously, I've got my sights on yeah. a TV show or a movie. That's why it's a science fiction thing is I see so many sure. similar properties, you know. And so I figure I'll just call up people I used to work at at Disney and, yeah. and Warner Brothers and stuff and say, hey, here's a comic I own. I don't have to check with people. It's also like nice that it's fun to draw. I'm, I'm assuming that's a big part well, of it, too. That you but, uh, my, my point is, like, yeah. okay, say I take it to Disney and I yeah. say, hey, here's my great idea. They say, we don't want it. I can take it somewhere else. Sure. Whereas with DC Comics, sure. when you sell it for DC Comics, they control it. They, even Dark Horse. Yeah. You know, uh, Vivek's working with Dark Horse and they're making a TV series yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah. But you got to run it through sure. channels and whatnot. And you got to run it past the Beatles, Beatles yeah, obviously. Of course. And so there's so many people, and, and fortunately, everybody's on the same page yeah. and everybody's cool about it. That's fine. But if you ever do have that kind of, uh, in my case, a lot of times I have a risky idea. Yeah. And, and it's funny, things that were risky, like there's a big push now towards more diversity. You know, but I was like way ahead on on that. Yeah. You know, I, I was always doing female leads and ethnic characters. Well, yeah, Nat, Nat Turner is potentially a good example of something where things have kind of come around to you at some point. That I think didn't Abrams just re reissue it? Yeah. So it's like there, there's yeah. a potential of a kind Take of a long term a yeah. and a long term bet that you made on yeah. something. Where and I actually I shouldn't say this too loudly. I passed on the movie. I was uh, offered somebody wanted to buy it, and yeah. I did not like. It was not the same movie. Yeah. But when. Yeah, it, it, what I saw it as is uh, when they made the Hercules a couple years ago, yeah. you see this all the time. Yeah. The Rock was making a Hercules movie. Hercules is a public domain character. Yeah. So the other, another studio made sure. a preemptive strike. So yeah. you had two Hercules yeah, movies yeah. going up. They're like, hey, we can if we get our movie out before The Rock, yeah, people yeah. will go see our movie. Yeah. So I just got the feeling because the producers seemed less interested in the actual property yeah. and didn't answer the questions right. I, I got the feeling. I was like, oh, they're just trying to shut this other guy down. You know, and they're gonna. From what I'd heard, you know, the other guy's movie was good. It's like you're gonna make a crappy movie. Yeah. I just did not feel safe. I, isn't it tempting though to just sort of take the payday? No, because it destroys your franchise. Yeah. Dave Stevens was making a great living off of the Rocketeer until that crappy Disney movie came out. But you think of this Nat Turner book as being a franchise? No, I'm saying that if you create something crappy. Yeah. Okay, right. Your brand. I'm saying your brand, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Frank Miller turned down City Sin City offers for ten years because he was making a good living off of Sin City yeah. comics. But if a bad movie comes out, now people are going to see that thing on the shelf. And they're going to go, sure. "Oh, isn't that that terrible movie?" Nobody yeah, yeah. the same thing with yeah, Rocketeer. Yeah. Now, yeah. when you see Rocketeer, sure, the stock price drops. You're like, you're like "Oh, that's yeah. that terrible movie that I yeah, yeah. like. Why would I buy the book?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Swamp Thing or anything like that. Yeah. It kills the the yeah. franchise. But Ninja Turtles. You look at it, you're like, oh, yeah. I like the movie. Sure. I love the TV I show. I want I'm everything that, yeah. Okay. So it works both, but you have to have that yeah. control. So I just got the feeling that if a bad Nat Turner product came out with my name on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I would have no control. And it's really easy to go wrong with this thing. You can make uh, like a horribly racist movie for <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah. you know, there were yeah, like yeah. no black producers involved. Yeah. And so I was just like, my God, say they put out a racist movie. Yeah. And my name's on it. Yeah. Not yeah. only does it hurt my franchise, but then, oh, that's Kyle Baker, the racist. Yeah, because they don't read your book. They, yeah. They're going to just believe what they hear. Yeah. That's the guy who made that racist Or movie. the first time somebody sees your name is when it's rolling in that credit, right? And, like, also, and yeah. it also taints everything else. Yeah. You know, right now, I work, like, you know, I'm known as, like, say, somebody who worked on Phineas and Ferb. 
I've worked on some bad stuff and some good stuff. When I go out on a job interview, I tell them about the good stuff, and I don't tell them I worked on these loser movies. Yeah. Like, I worked on the Brendan Fraser Bugs Bunny movie, one of the biggest bombs of the year. Yeah. One of the biggest movie money yeah. losers of the year. I don't say that to yeah. anybody. I walk into the guy's office, and I go, I'm the guy I, I wrote Phineas yeah. the Burp. Oh, that's good. Well, you know, that's yeah. what you tell. You know sure. what I mean? Oh, no, I get it. Yeah. Through the Fifth Beetle. It's yeah. a TV show now. Yeah. They go, oh, well, then, uh, then yeah. we might make a movie out of Benevolence because uh, you're the, you've come up with some some good stuff. Are, are you are you so happy? So if you make too much yeah. shit, sure. same thing with comic books. If I, yeah. you know, I have control over these. I've done some stuff for Marvel and DC that I had no control over, and some of them I like and some of them I don't, but yeah. it was not up to me. And if you do too many bad books, you'll just become known sure. as a guy who makes... I love... For example, um, Denzel Washington. I'll go see any movie he's in because he has not failed me yet. Yeah. But there are other guys who are hit or miss. Tom Cruise, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad. Nicholas Cage, sometimes he's really great, and sometimes he's awful. And so I wait for yeah. the reviews to come in. I'm not just going to be the first. I'm going to be first in line for the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Because, you know, and it might be his first lo- lousy movie. Yeah. I don't know, but... The, the, I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the but the fact but the fact that you as so, so I'm, I'm yeah. that way in comics. I believe that my fans. Yeah, I haven't let them down yet. Yeah, the people who come to my stuff, you know, are my fans. Yeah. They oh I that's that guy. He did that Plastic Man book I loved. I loved Why I Hate Saturn. I yeah. loved Cowboy Wally. Well, and I'm loved, seeing it, you know, because because you know, we, we Matt Turner. I'm gonna yeah. take a chance on benevolence. We we were standing, you know, we were standing around after you, you finished the signing, and it's like, you know. You stand in one place, you specifically at a show like this, and a lot of people are going to come up to you. Right. And they're going to have, I mean, it's not just like, oh, hi. It's, they have incredibly complimentary things to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's clear that, like, you know, again, that, that yours is maybe not the, the biggest name in comics, but the people that know your stuff really know it and well, really and love it. people like it get it. Yeah. For example, something like the Captain America book I did was, was controversial at the time, yeah. and a lot of people really hated it. But the people who it was for liked it. Yeah. And they remember. Yeah. And they also appreciate the fact that it couldn't have been easy. But you, you were talking... It was specifically done for a, a black audience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'd done a lot of stuff for hip-hop videos yeah. and album covers. Get and I've done Vibe magazine and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I know what the young black audience that they sure. were trying to reach is into. Yeah. So I did it for that audience. Because that's what they told me. Like uh, uh, Axel said, we are trying to get young black. Same thing they're saying now. We're trying to get more, you know, minority women and stuff. Yeah. That's why. That's why they're making Marvel Girl a minority. Is because yeah. they're trying to get. So they said to me, we're trying to get young black guys. I said, well, I know that audience. I'll yeah. give you what I give them on the rap videos and on yeah. the, you know, album covers. You know, and at the time I was a young guy myself, so I'm like, I give them what I would buy myself if yeah. somebody was doing it. And I, the reason I'm not buying Captain America is because they don't have that yeah. quality to it. They, yeah. they, they're, they're, the drawing looks, it, to me personally, and I'm not going to get in a fight with somebody over, but to me, this stuff looks old fashioned. I look at a lot of the stuff, and it just looks to me like they're still just imitating Neil Adams or Dave sure, Gibbons sure, or sure. Bernie Wright yeah. or something. And uh, uh, you don't see that in other businesses. Yeah. Yeah. So much. Things evolve. Kanye more. West doesn't say, I'm going to sound just yeah. like Frank Sinatra. He might he yeah. might take a little from Frank Sinatra, sure. or, you know, or Lady Gaga does an album with Tony Bennett. Yeah. But but they're trying to be contemporary. They, they You know what I mean? He's, yeah. They're not going to come out with the exact same outfits and the exact yeah. same, you know. So it's the same thing. I look at what's going on. You know, Bill Kevin's the same way. We look at... And because also because I do other businesses, you know, uh, I'm doing stuff for the Village Voice right now. I just did a bunch of stuff for Amazon. Yeah. 
I do game stuff. So I'll give another example. Like a lot of the fans used to bust my chops for computers. I was one of the first guys getting computers. Sure. And I just thought that was insane yeah. because video games and, and digital technology is taking over the world. So obviously most people don't have a problem yeah. with something looking yeah. like uh, Street Fighter. Sure. And people could put, oh, it looks like Street Fighter. Yeah. It looks like, you know, Gears of War. And I'm like, I like Gears of War. Yeah. I think it's some of the most interesting new stuff going on, you know? Uh, I look at something like South Park and I go, that's an interesting look. You know, when I did Plastic Man, it was the 90s, early 90s. Yeah. I was looking at Ren and Stimpy and I was looking at Gendy Tartakovsky, who was doing yeah. uh, Samurai Jack yeah. and stuff. I said, this is what's cool and happening right yeah. this year. I wouldn't do it today. You know, today I would look at something fresher. Sure. You know, whatever the new, I don't know because I'm not doing something right now. But yeah, like uh, uh, say, um, oh, Adventure Time. I might, yeah. yeah. I might take more influences from Adventure yeah. Time. Because that's what kids are yeah. seem to be responding to now. Are, are you are you are you happier when you're working on a lot of different things at the same time? I mean, is are you the kind of person that needs a lot of projects to kind of keep your your brain engaged? No, it's you. It, I usually try to take a, a strike a balance between short term and long term. Yeah. Something like the Fifth Beetle. Yeah. Or Deadpool. Is money up front, but uh, no future. You yeah. know, if, if Vivek makes a movie, TV sure. show, he doesn't have to give me anything. Sure. He might. He, yeah. he says he's like, he's a nice on the guy. Show. The fact that you're still like do, producing well, stuff for it is still, yeah. 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 You know, and the fact that I, you know, yeah. if you're smart, you're like, well, I do want the guy to help me make a hit book. Yeah. Maybe he'll help me make a hit TV yeah. show. And I do have a, a resume in that yeah. animation business. So and he's why also not? a very nice guy, which helps. Yeah. But again, I don't think, you know, I don't know who the, you yeah. know, sure. I, but I can't think of any studio that would say no yeah. to the guy that did Ren and Simpy. I mean, did, yeah. Whatever the hell I did. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so it's that thing. When I yeah. do Deadpool, I get nice money up front. But I know going in, I'm not going to. Remember, I'm the guy that did the first R-rated Deadpool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm not getting anything out of that movie. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I know that yeah. going in. But the so, fact that you So were, I have to balance it with yeah. things that have a future. I know that when I do a Nat Turner, that that 30, 40, 50 years from now, sure. it's still, I still own it. It's like real estate. The fact that I can just slap a new cover on Cowboy Wally, which came out in 1987, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I need cash. I can just turn around and just re but, but maybe, that. But maybe, I mean, again, or sell maybe, the foreign rights or something. But maybe from a brand standpoint, you know, you, you can't, there is, you can't point to some sort of like physical money they make from it. From a brand standpoint, having been the, the, the person to work on such an iconic part of that character helps your brand out at some point, right? Again, yes and no. What what it's happens abstract, is but when I did the when I did that book yeah. specifically, they told me how to draw it. Yeah, I had a long talk with them. They had hired they they uh, had seen this Hawkman story I did. They were like, draw it like that Hawkman yeah. story. And then the fans weren't really that thrilled. The Marvel and DC fans are a little bit different, so they're yeah. like, okay, stop drawing it like the Hawkman story. Yeah. And go back to the style you were using in 1990. But they were like, here's a thing that works. Do that again. Here's the thing that we like yeah. and that works. Let's do it again. Yeah. And a lot of times, if I'm the first guy, again, something like Why I Hate Saturn, which no longer seems ahead of its time because yeah. it enters into the culture and people imitate it and people are inspired and, you know, people read Why I Hate Saturn and then they start their own TV show or yeah. steal ideas sure. or stand-up comedy act or something like that. And, or, or even imitate the drawing style for their, you know, art. So at the time... A book like that was crazy. There were no graphic novels. Mm -hmm. 
of original material. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight had come out, but Dark Knight was a collection yeah. of reprints. Mouse uh, was, Mouse was yeah. a collection of reprints. Yeah. There was very few original yeah. and, and very few non-action oriented stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to do this story about sisters. And again, the audience was male. Again, now I'm yeah. looking at 50% yeah, women. Yeah. It's not that weird yeah. to do a story about a couple of women. And my daughters read um, anime, manga, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so the subject matter in, in yeah. anime and manga is different. It's a, a little more fantasy oriented, a little younger, you know, not all superhero oriented. Yeah. Uh, you know, Marvel Comics just, when I was working there, it was just always superheroes, nothing else. You couldn't do mystery stories, couldn't do yeah. ghosts. And so as that stuff, you know, my uh, most recent image book was a, um, kind of an anime thing. It was inspired by Astro Boy. Mm -hmm. um, I drew it in the yeah. style of Tezuka. Tezuka yeah. Yeah. Again, because that's what my kids are looking at. Yeah. And if you ask any of the students in my high school, I go, what are you guys like? Oh, we love anime. Yeah. We can't get enough anime, you know, or Street Fighter. We like we like video yeah. games. That's all they talk about. So so, you know? so one more thing, because I've actually I got, I got to run, and you've got a gentleman waiting for you. Um, when you look at all of this stuff that you've worked on, um, and and you know now that we're we've we've been talking about kind of legacy for a while, what's going to live on? What one thing can you point to that you've done that you feel like will will really live beyond you? Um, I would say start uh, running my own business. Yeah. Again, I'm one of the few guys that owns all of this stuff. A lot of guys have one or two characters they sure. own, but they're mostly Marvel guys. You know, but they yeah. When but but is is there a create is there a, a creation that you've made? I'd uh, say my, my posing company, I would say, is is yeah. my biggest creation. But yeah, I mean, any book I've done, I yeah. would say, I think Nat Turner's got a life just because it's in the yeah. schools and stuff. Yeah, but and it's you never historically know. important. You yeah. never know. I mean, yeah. I'm going back to stuff, and I'm not dead yet. I'm still <laughs> making new stuff. Sure. So, you know. Uh, sometimes stuff, uh, sometimes stuff finds a yeah. light later. Um, I was, I would say, there's this, there's this also this curve in um, entertainment and in, in, in kids entertainment. You'll see a guy like Jack Davis, who's one of my favorites. You yeah. know Jack Davis, absolutely. Okay, yeah, mad and Jack else, Davis yeah. never hit his stride until he was 50. Huh. He was struggling. I mean, he'd worked yeah. for Mad, but there was no money in it. Yeah. He was, you know. Working for Bill Gaines and yeah. Mad and Tales from the Crypt and all that stuff. He started doing those movie posters. He got shot down by the, the yeah. censors, you know. So he really had a tough time. But then what happens is your fan base yeah. gets older. Yeah. A guy like Sam Raimi gets some clout. He's forty years old. Yeah. He's like, you know what I used to love? Yeah. Steve Ditko's Spider Man. I'm yeah. gonna do that. Or so Frank Frazetta is a good example. Right. Too. Woody Allen. Frank yeah. Frazetta, Woody Allen is making a movie. He's like, you know, I need a funny movie yeah. poster. That guy who was in Mad, yeah. I want that. You know, and George Lucas is like, oh, I yeah. want the guy from Mad because I'm doing a movie yeah. about the 50s. I'm yeah. doing a movie about the 60s, American Graffiti. Yeah. I want that guy. I want more Drucker to do it or, you know, Don Martin. So you see that a, a lot of times. Are you starting to see that? Because you've been doing this for 30 That's years now. That's what I'm now. saying is now yeah. um, I know it's no longer an uphill battle. It used to be I would be ahead of my time, and when I would come into an, a place and say, I want to do – a 200-page graphic novel. But what's a graphic novel? And, and yeah. you know, it's yeah. black and white, and it's got no superheroes, and it's just a talking, talking, talking for 200 <laughs> pages. And they're like, that's crazy yeah. stuff. You know, and over and over again, I'd say, oh, I want to do a book where the characters are all black. And they what? Are you out of your mind? You can't do a book. <laughs> you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Now I'm walking, uh, when somebody calls me up, for example, like in animation, 
one job. I always, I say, I always seem to get fired up at jobs where I can, what they call, say, on model. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, Disney say, or right, yeah. right. I, I worked on the Donald Duck TV show, yeah. but I got fired off the Donald Duck comic book because I couldn't do the licensed. I can redesign the characters, yeah. which they hired me. They're like, we want a fresh new yeah. look for Donald Duck. So I came up with like yeah. crazy ideas, like. We were thinking like I don't know what they ended up with, but I think they went back to the original yeah. thing. But my point is they paid for my time. Sure. But we said, why is Uncle Scrooge still dressed like a millionaire from yeah. the yeah. Roaring Twenties? Why is sure. he still wearing a top hat and spats? Yeah. And I watched Wizard of yeah. Wall Street or uh, whatever Wolf that. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. I said that's what a millionaire looks yeah. like today. Why don't we yeah. try dressing him in, in something like that? I don't know if he's stuck with it, but we tried to give yeah. him a shave and stuff. And you know, why is Donald Duck still wearing that old sailor suit? Yeah. He's not even in the Navy. Yeah. You know, can we give him a, a Hawaiian shirt? That sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, that, you know, that yeah. it really does. Like, just really reinventing an Plastic iconic character. Plastic Man, same thing. I was yeah. like, why Yeah. Why don't we try and give it something else? You know, yeah. why don't we make it look like, again, they try to come? So the show, the jobs that work well for me now is when somebody calls me up and just says, go yeah. give me that. Yeah. I worked on a show called Class of 3000. And they had guest directors. Like being a John Crick Pelosi, and they yeah. would call us in and say, like Sergio Aragonis, and they'd say, yeah. draw oh, wow. it in your style. Yeah. That's the joke, is we want to see what you yeah. bring to the thing. So that's, like I'm saying, it's no longer that much of an uphill yeah. And by the same token, the reason I'm mostly running my own business now is there are no, it's, it's impossible to enforce a monopoly on distribution anymore. When I was a kid, there were three TV networks. Yeah. You yeah. know, now I got, say I got this idea, yeah. science fiction thing. Obviously, I'm going to take it first. I'll take it to CBS sure. or ABC, see if I can get... If they turn me down, I can go to HBO. If they yeah. turn me down, I can go to Showtime. If they turn me down, I can take it to Amazon. If they turn me down, I can go to you Netflix. <laughs> if every, I'm saying yeah. take it to Netflix. Yeah. I, can go, I can go so yeah, many yeah, yeah. different ways now. Yeah. You know, I can rent a theater and just show it. In the th- my friend Bill Plimpton yeah. is a very successful yeah. animator. You know, he just takes his films yeah. around the country, and then now he's selling them to Netflix. Yeah. You know, cool. You don't, and again, it's that kind of thing where he's got his own style. Nobody's, no, yeah. people, I'm sure, used to look at it and go like, yeah, you yeah. can't draw like that. You have to draw like Disney. Yeah. And now they're like, no, no, we know you're the guy who draws with pencils. And also, and the minute you see a Bill Plimpton, you know it's a Bill Plimpton. That's right, and that's what you yeah. want. You would be disappointed if you yeah. saw Bill Plimpton and it yeah, looked yeah. like Street Fighter. There you go. That was Kyle Baker. Thanks so much to Kyle for taking the time to do that. Uh, thanks to Vivek and Jeff for setting that up. It was, uh, it was a fairly chaotic interview. I hope it turned out reasonably well. It was even even by the standards of doing a, a an interview on the show floor of New York Comic Con. It was uh, it was pretty chaotic. Thanks to uh, Vivek Tori for, um, for for wrangling Kyle on that one. Uh, the two of them had just come off a signing panel for uh, for the fifth Beetle. Over at the uh, the Dark Horse booth, um, and we <laughs> tried. It's really, really sometimes often really hard. Uh, depends on um, depends on the booth, but it's often very difficult to find a space to sit down and do an interview. So we did the, the majority of that uh, standing in the front of the uh, the Dark Horse booth. So um, still fascinating. Kyle uh, Kyle has been in the industry for a long time and has worked on all sorts of uh, really amazing pro- projects. Um, and and has has really managed to stay very fiercely independent, um, you know, in spite of working on some uh, some big books like like Plastic Man over the years. He's been really focused on on his own work and 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 self publishing, putting his own things out in the world. And um, you know, as, as we spoke about in this conversation, not. Um, 
not 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 kowtowing too much to to the the, the demands of some of the larger publishers and uh is uh very very business savvy as a result so i think that was a really interesting some uh, interesting insight into the uh, the business of self-publishing that you don't really get to hear about all that much from somebody who's been doing it for longer than just about anybody else uh you can check out kyle's work at quality quality jollity Dot com. Uh, he's got a Patreon up over there if you want to support him as well. Uh, thanks again to him for taking the time to do that. Uh, thanks to you guys as always for listening to the program. If you enjoyed the show, consider uh, supporting our Patreon. Or uh, if you don't have any uh, cash to send our way, but we understand, uh, we would accept payment in the form of a rating over on iTunes or wherever it is that you get your uh, your podcasts. Uh, if you've got any feedback, it's rolcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Tumblr. That's rolcast.tumblr.com. That is the first and best place to get all of your R-I-Y-L-related information. Like us on Facebook. And um, I think that's about all I got for this week. So I hope everybody, had a, uh, everybody who celebrates had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, stick around because we will be back just about this time next week with another episode of R-I-Y-L.